Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. Well, happy Easter, my friends, and I know that this year Easter is going to be very different for quite a few of us. I know that normally we would be putting on our Sunday best and heading to church and having Easter egg hunts throughout the area with a whole bunch of friends and eating lots of Easter candy and Easter dinners. I know a lot of people that I've spoken to uh, are used to having their family over, and this year it's going to be different. It's going to be more of your immediate family and watching your church online. Um, I really want to encourage you guys, though, so I've had um, an idea myself, um, but before that, I want to encourage you, uh, many of us are talking about still dressing up in our Sunday best. Um, a lot of us are taking pictures. Some churches I know are asking for pictures ahead of time, but we have are planning on dressing up on Sunday as per normal. We are going to do this idea that I have, at least I hope it'll work out. I really wanted to get out of the house, and I wanted to take the kids and get out of the house, but still be safe. So we're going to do a Easter hunt. And instead of getting out of the car and looking for eggs, we're gonna just drive around neighborhoods and look for houses that have Easter decorations up. And that's gonna be our Easter hunt together. And I've heard of a few other places doing similar things. But I thought that we would take a little bit of time. This uh, podcast episode isn't gonna be as long as normal because I just wanna talk a little bit about Easter and then I wanna let you go. And I want you to have a great Easter weekend. So I was thinking about, and I always say that, I love how I always say I was thinking. The topic I would like to discuss is the aspect of, oh goodness gracious, I say aspect all the time too. Anyways, moving on. Easter for me as a kid. I remember a lot of different parts. I remember um, the big thing for me as a kid were the Easter egg hunts because my grandparents and my aunt and uncle, they were in Birmingham, Alabama, and they would put on Easter egg hunts for us when we were in the country. Um, my parents are missionaries, if you didn't know that, so I didn't always spend every year in the U.S. And when we were at their place, we would have Easter egg hunts, we would dress up and go to church, and the Easter egg hunts were always my favorite because there were two things you could count on. You could count on lots of Easter candy, so it was always like the jelly beans and the, uh, oh, the marshmallow thingies, I always forget what they're called. Um, but then it was that, and you always could count on one or two Easter eggs with money in them. And that was something that I always looked forward to. And I know that that doesn't, like, as a kid, you're not really thinking about the importance of Easter or the overall arching meaning, although my parents did a great job of talking to us about that all the time, so I knew about it. But it was more about the candy and the fun. Um, I hated getting dressed up. I hated wearing a tie as a kid. Um, I hated looking all cutesy, but that's what we did. Um, I As I got older and watched other kids um, experience Easter in the States especially, I realized that a lot of families do Easter presents. I, I hadn't seen that a whole lot, but I know that that exists out there. Um, we didn't do a whole lot of presents. As I got older though, especially living overseas, and this is kind of why I wanted to talk about it, I wanted to give you a little bit of an insight into Easter for missionaries around the world. I'm sure there's plenty of other stories. Maybe I can get um, some missionaries to be on the show one day and talk to us about other things of the way it looks like. But for me as a kid, growing up with Easter, most of my memories revolve around living in Kazakhstan. And I really like it because Kazakhstan is a former part of the Soviet Union, so it's a lot of Russians, a lot of Russian 
history and culture. And so when it came to Easter, when it comes to Russian Orthodox and Easter, there's a lot of traditions. But there were a few that I remember the most. The, so before I dive into it, I want to give you a little bit of a preface. Kazakhstan and Russians as a whole do tea time together. And tea time was great because not only did you drink tea, but it was cookies and snacks. And you'd always go have extra of these on hand because when you have people over, when you were hanging out with your friends, um, you'd always do tea and snacks. And it was great because it was always sweet and I loved it. But especially around Easter, that would just explode. You would have tons more um, just cookies and snacks that different grandmothers were making for Easter. But then there was one that was really special. And I've done some research on this and, and realized that it's not just something that was cultural to Kazakhstan, but this is, has some historic culture to it. The bread that Russians make for Easter. So I read up on this a bit. It's not just a Easter uh, tradition. It's a Russian springtime tradition as well. So they make this bread, um, they made it in different tins, so it wasn't normal shape. It's usually like very round and very tall, almost like it was cooked in like a coffee tin or something. And it was always really hard. Um, it wasn't soft bread like in the States with that weird crust that we have, which I hate by the way, especially growing up with crust in Kazakhstan that was like, it's this nice hard crust and like you could chew on it for a bit and it's, oh, the bread was so good. But on top of that, it would have icing. And it was nice, sweet icing, usually decorated with flowers, and it was you could get really pretty ones, and it was so good. I remember having it all the time. I also remember that a lot of times, especially if you had older grandmothers that were making their bread, instead of having um, icing then with flowers or sprinkles or whatever decorated on top, you would get this icing and then they would either remove the icing somehow like with a tool or they would put a different color icing and they put what in English would be an X and a B. And I always thought that was weird and I've seen tons of pictures and I didn't realize it until recently that that stands for two words in Russian. So I'll tell them into your Russian and then I'll translate. It stands for Christos Voskres, which means Christ is risen. And it was so cool because I remember as we discovered that with my dad planting his church there and we started doing different traditions and things with our church, that during Easter, and not only, but most, mostly during Easter, became this thing that we would do in church. where And it's, it's a common greeting in Russian tradition around this time, but it became really big for us, and I grew up with this. It, we, would, we would yell from stage, um, Christ is risen. And every, like the whole congregation would just respond with this like thunderous, he is risen indeed. And I know that's a common phrase. And I learned that especially as I got older, that it wasn't just our church who came up with this. But it was something that was so prominent for me with Easter. And it wasn't just the declaration of the fact that Christ is risen. It was this just roar of the crowd, the roar of our church, the excitement, the enthusiasm, the combination of culture mixed with history mixed with their new appreciation for their relationship with jesus and what he did for us and just it was this it just became this huge thing for me and i'll be honest i miss that bread so much and i miss the idea of what it means and yeah so russian orthodox easter is a big deal for russians um i thought you might find it interesting too that it's actually not a public holiday 
in Russia, they although it does usually fall on Sundays, they still have a lot of businesses that have normal Sunday hours. Um, so, and then the other thing that I thought you might find interesting is the eggs. So my kids just got done uh, decorating their eggs. And I thought you might find interesting that the egg decoration isn't specific just to the U.S. or even Christianity. Um, with the, the symbolism of the egg of being new life, it actually falls into a lot of other cultures as, re- as well, um, including cultures I grew up with in Kazakhstan, where during Nowruz, which is the celebration of spring, um, they also decorate eggs and celebrate it that way. I thought that was kind of cool. And then I also I stumbled upon this today. I thought it was a cool fact that historically Christians would abstain specifically from eating eggs and eating meat during Lent, right? So we all know you, what are you fasting from for Lent? Um, but most of the time it was usually eggs and meat. And so therefore, when it came to Easter, eating eggs was a big like celebration thing. But I wanted to end just kind of with that big note of what Easter is. We all know it's about the death and resurrection of Christ. But I wanted to encourage you especially, and I know that this is a big topic right now over and over again. But with this pandemic, with all of us being cooped up, with the world seemingly at an end and everything getting ruined by this, I wanted to encourage you with a new hope. The hope that comes with Christ, with his death and resurrection, that we can have hope and the fact that things are going to be okay again, and not just again, but can be okay now, that we have hope in Christ, and that that hope stems from the fact that he died and resurrected, and that in of itself is, I mean, there's a whole sermon there, right? In fact, that's kind of what I wanted to encourage you with, not only with that hope of the future of Christ's death and resurrection, uh, but I want to encourage you, check out your services this weekend. Go and listen to an Easter service. I know Pastor Daniel at our church is going to be talking, and he's going to be sharing about that and the hope and the future that we have through Christ's death and resurrection. And it's just, it's going to be a good time. So I love you all. I'm so excited for this weekend. Um, Go celebrate with your families. Love on your families. Appreciate what you have. A lot of people have a lot less than most of us do. And so with that, my friends, I'll say happy Easter, and we'll talk to you next week.